Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelino. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> It's the last day to vote. Oh my god, I've been peeking. I've been peeking at the results so far, and it's very exciting. It is. The Los Angeles Awards is what we're talking about, and <laughs> I mean, what else would we be voting on, really? Hollywood's Biggest Night. Hollywood's Biggest Night. Ooh, responses. I love checking to see like where everybody's landing. There have been some dark horses pulling through, so... If you're a nominee, you need to be telling your peeps to get on there and vote. Faux show. Because definitely you see the correlation. Yes, you do. And also, some of them are swinging in a way that I'm like, huh, fascinating. But then the others, I'm like, no, this totally makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everyone, we have the link on our Instagram. Head over there before it's too late. You have until tomorrow at midnight. Yes, 11.59 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, December 20th. Get your votes in. Get them in. And also, we would love to hear from you. If you are like really psyched about any of these people or any of these brands or products, you can call or text the hotline at 424-341-0426. Leave us your thoughts. Of course, leave your name and where you're from, and you may be featured in the episode. Also, Sarah, this is completely unrelated, but did you see... Bradley Cooper on the carpet of Maestro with his daughter. With his daughter. Oh, my God. She's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Well, when your mom's Irina Shake and your dad is Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And your dad's Bradley Cooper. You won the jeans pool. You don't stand a chance. You got to be gorge. Congratulations. <laughs> I love that word. Congratulations. I think her name is Leah. She's so cute. You're, you're gorgeous. Also, Shiloh, Jolie Pitt. Oh, don't even talk to me. Is like a grown adult. So gorgeous. And just the most stunning. Of course. It's wild. She looks like Angelina's literal clone. It's crazy to me. The jeans are jeans in. The Nepo babies of the future. The Nepos of the future are very strong with the jeans. They're gorge. They got got to be able to push through. (laughs) They're not only rich and famous... You got to be beautiful. But you got to be hot and gorge. Oh, and God. Look at them now. Hot and gorge. <laughs> really, where it worked out for them. Well, I mean, Bradley's daughter is beautiful. She's a small child. But Shiloh is grown and like stunning. It's amazing. It is. All right. So we have a really fun episode today. But before we get into that, we want to thank our friends over at Matter of Fact for supporting this episode. Yay. So, A couple of weeks ago, a month to be exact, 200, over 200 actually, Glamgelinos were sent the latest launch from Matter of Fact. We've had Paul, the founder, on the podcast. Sarah and I adore him. And we really, really, really love 
Matter of Facts products. I personally am such a huge fan of their moisturizer as well as their, the name escapes me, but it's like a retinol type thing Mm -hmm. that truly is just like a skin perfecter. I love their serums. Like my skin really agrees with them. (laughs) My skin really, really likes them. So they are launching the Maximalist Age-Defying Moisturizer this month. And we were able to give over 200 Glamgelinos the opportunity to test this product like an editor for four weeks before everybody else. So I think this was so fun and so generous of Matter of Fact to offer this. Because initially, we were like, should we do 150? And then so many people kept signing up that we were like, okay, we have a ton of people now. What can we do? And they said, you know what? We'll go up to like 210, 215. So thank you to everybody that signed up. And if you weren't able to make the cut this time, we have so many more opportunities for Gloss Angeles Confidential. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for everyone. There's just so many good products. So many. Get ready. Sarah and I wanted to have this option for listeners who are just beauty fans. You listen to us each week like your beauty girlfriends. You want to talk about products. You want to try products and give your opinions on them. And we thought, okay, let's figure out a way to do this. And then also teach people how to properly test a product. Because I think the thing that really grinds our gears is when an influencer or content creator gets a product, they don't read instructions, they don't know anything about the brand, they've done no research whatsoever, and then they complain about a product not working or they used it incorrectly, used it with a bunch of other actives and it broke them out. That's really extremely annoying. (laughs) Or they do like a first look, first react for a skincare product and then it's like, that's it. That's the review. Totally. It's not thorough. So... With Los Angeles Confidential, you not only got a free full size of this brand new product before everybody else, but then you got instructions from myself and Sarah on how to properly test it. And now that testing period is over, we have hit the 28-day mark, which is what Sarah and I do when we're testing a skincare product. We try to get to 28 days, and if it's irritating our skin or anything of that nature, we obviously stop. But we feel that 28 days is the most accurate assessment of how well, a product can work, at least initially. I would say 90 days is probably best, but also we got a lot of stuff to juggle. We got to figure it out. So the Maximalist Age-Defying Moisturizer is a great option for so many skin types, including dry skin, if you have uneven texture, dark spots, mature skin, and it helps with photo aging. There are four hero ingredients within this moisturizer. The Matrixel 3000, which is, it's like a proprietary ingredient. Thank you. Yes, proprietary ingredient. The Matrixel 3000 is two signal peptides. There's hyaluronic acid, four molecular weights of it at 4% that help improve the appearance of lines while hydrating and smoothing the skin. Niacinamide, which supports the barrier for visibly calmer, more resilient, even toned skin. And then Julian Sass, if you're listening, cover your ears. (laughs) I'm going to try to say this. Hold on. Hexel, Hexel, Resorcinol, Resorcinol, Hexel, Resorcinol, Hexel, Resorcinol, Hexel, Resorcinol. Did we do that together? Hexel, Resorcinol. It improves the appearance of the appearance, the appearance of dark spots for more even toned skin. So we've already seen y'all posting. Y'all have been letting the people know that you either love it. I will say 
there's niacinamide in here. And niacinamide is in a lot of products now. So Mm -hmm. I would say just like know that if you have a full regimen of niacinamide already, maybe this is not going to be your jam. But so many responses on how people are absolutely loving this moisturizer, especially for the winter and their skin conditions currently with the season. So Sephora Rouge members will get a one-day preview early access on December 23rd, this Saturday. The product launches for everybody on December 24th, Christmas Eve, if that's something you celebrate. So treat yourself. (laughs) You've given gifts to everyone else. Time to treat yourself. Treat yourself with the money and the gift cards that you receive for Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Also, this is kind of fun for us at the pod because... We're the first ones to be able to talk about this product publicly. So thank you, Matter of Fact, for that. And also, I love this. So Matter of Fact wanted to make sure that everybody that listens to the pod gets an opportunity to try this moisturizer if they want to. So for our listeners, if you go to matteroffact.com and use the code GLOSSANGELES, you'll get 20% off your purchase. It excludes the holiday kits, subscriptions, and gift cards, and it can't be combined with any other offer. But you will get 20% off your purchase, including this moisturizer, should you want to try it out. Thank you, matter of fact. Wow, what a gift. I know, I love that. So whether you were a part of Los Angeles Confidential or not, you're just now hearing and you're like, I wanna do it next time, don't worry, join our social, like make sure you're following us on social because that's how you can sign up, A, and B, everyone can use that code. Thank you, matter of fact. Thanks, guys. Okay. Hey, let's do it. The end of the year. So we have to talk about the biggest moments in beauty of 2023 because there were a lot. Okay, okay. I want to make this fun. I want to make this a little game. Okay, let's do it. Sarah wrote out, I don't know how you did this. I don't know how you did this. This is really insane to me that you remembered all this. I can't remember yesterday. I was at the car wash. Okay. Wow. Good for you. She like (laughs) did it in order also, which is like kind of... Did I? For the most part. eh, This one can move up. But I think for the most part, you did it in like sequence. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You did a great job. So this is going to be kind of like fantasy football where we see everything listed out. Uh Uh-huh. So there's eight total. We each are going to pick four. Okay. Counting down to one. As like our faves? As our faves. But if you take one that I have or vice versa, you have to pick another one. Okay. Okay. I don't even know if this makes sense. We'll just go with it. We're gaming it. We're gaming it. Okay. Sarah, what is your number four biggest moment of the year? I'm going to pick Notorium Selling. As your number four? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it have been higher for you? Yes. Wow. Okay. Sorry to Susan Yara. There were just so many. There's so many. I will say when I was making this list, that was the second one I came up with. So maybe in my head, it's a little bit higher, but I stand with just putting it at number four. That was my first, literally the first thing I thought of when when we were like talking about this list, I was like notorium selling for sure. Why did you pick this? Okay, well, I feel bad saying that it's a number four because it's not. It's like was such huge news. Totally. One We love Susan Yara, friend of the pod, someone that we look up to, and she just like continues to kill it in all facets of her life. Two, 
we love Naturium so much. Yes. It is a brand that I am never disappointed by. All of the products that I try are so, so good. And I love to recommend it to people because it's effective and it's affordable and you can just get it at Target. Like, what's better than that? Totally. So like, we've always been a stand for Naturium and Susan. And so when the news came out that they were acquired for like, how, how much was it, Kirby? 300 something million dollars. We could not have been more excited and more like... That is life-changing money. That's money where you start cozying up to Susan Yara and being like, hey, <laughs> hey, oh Susan, gosh. how have you been? It's like so good. To she wouldn't think it was weird because we like always are talking to her and in her DMs. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about everybody else. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Trying to get a piece of Susan Yara now. I'm like, oh, somehow everybody is now best friends with Susan Yara. Funny how that works. Funny. Totally. It was a major, major moment. I think like there were probably other acquisitions that happened this year, but I can't remember them. Did you say the elf of it all? Uh, No. What do you mean? The elf of it all. That elf is the one. Oh, sorry. No, I thought you were talking about my other moment on the list. No. Yes. No, I did not mention that. That's number three. Yeah. The fact that elf is the one that acquired Naturium was just it really made sense. And it was so smart. And we've been singing praises of Elf all year long. So it really just feels like a big win for them. I agree with you. That is a good one. Love it. Okay. I'm going to go for... This is hard. Okay. Number four. We should, by the way, have everyone rank them on their own. Please do. Okay. Number four. I'm going Sophia Richie's wedding. You knew who she was before this? Of course. Okay. But some people did not know who Sophia Richie was until she got married this year. That was how iconic. They all thought that she was either Scott Disick's girlfriend. Like people were like surprised that she still was not with Scott. Oh my God, I can't. Total upgrade. Congratulations, Sophia Richie. Her husband, first of all, is adorable. But second of all, her husband, her husband's father is like, he's like mentioned in the Taylor Swift profile that happened for Time Magazine because uh -huh. he is like the music guy. Oh, okay. So yeah, so again, generational wealth, old money, that is like a big factor into why this wedding was so iconic at Eden Rock. At Eden Rock, the Chanel, the Patty Dubroff. Patty Dubroff should be on this list because she killed it all year long. Oh, really? Truly, you're right. She was selling out like dibs, like lip product that was like a contour for your lip because she used it on Sophia. Oh my gosh. I have a funny story about this. So I was with Sung Hee, who oversees social at Chanel. She does like runs like We Love Coco. She's a brilliant, brilliant woman. And Patty Dubroff is a Chanel ambassador makeup artist. Sung Hee was like, oh, you're doing Sophia's makeup. Can you like do any, you know, like behind the scenes. Can you explain like what you did or whatever? And Patty was like, I was hired to do this. You know, like I didn't really like think about it as like content creation opportunity. But let me see like what I have on my phone or whatever. She like walked Patty through like how to like make a TikTok about it. Because <laughs> Patty was like, I don't know Stop. what I'm doing. And then she did it like on the way home from the wedding, like at the airport. And Sunghee uploaded it and she was like, it went viral. It went viral. 
Because everybody was dying to know, like, what products were used on Sophia Richie. So, of course, it was a ton of Chanel. But the product that really went gangbusters was this product from Dibs called the No Pressure Lip Definer. It's essentially a contour stick that's in a little crayon form. And it comes in three different shades, light, medium, and dark. I think that they used light. It's like a very muddy brown, but like more of like a cool tone. Literally, I remember the exact dates, like that April, that April weekend from like Thursday to Monday. It's all people were talking about. It's all anybody saw on TikTok. There were so many people at that wedding that everyone was like, oh my God, what are you wearing? Like Mariana was there. Lauren Gores was there. Like it was bonkers. She looked so beautiful. And then, you know, her now signature slick back bun, that was like kind of where I feel like everyone's obsession with it started. But yeah, wow, what a beautiful wedding. So that's your number four. That's my number four. And in order to make this somewhat fair, I'm going to go again. So I'm going to go with Beyonce and Taylor Swift concert tour looks. Okay. My number three. Okay. It was just such a huge part of this year. Like there's another thing on this list that I think I would probably group into it, but it was also a whole separate entity on its own. But like Taylor and Beyonce, I did some work, full disclosure, with StubHub. And they brought me on because they got all of this data and analytics from a survey they did. And they learned that millennials and Gen Z dressed up for concerts 2.5 and nine times more than Gen X and boomers. And I feel like this is directly related to the Beyonce and Taylor of it all. Like, you can see a direct correlation on Google Trends when people are searching for what to wear to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour in March. Like you can see like lavender outfits start to surge that week before. You can see gold fringe dress, cowboy boots, things like that. Then for Beyonce, for her Renaissance Tour, which kicked off in May overseas, you can see like Beyonce Renaissance outfit metallic outfit, disco cowboy hat, like all of these searches start to surge in an upward trajectory simply based on, and like, this is not just for the United States. This is worldwide. Totally. Because people were buying tickets worldwide and flying to the U.S. in some cases, or in Beyonce's case, since she didn't start in the U.S., people were flying from the U.S. to the, you know, the Europe shows. Or literally even where people couldn't fly to any of these. Let's say like I'm thinking about like the Philippines, for example, because Beyonce and Taylor were not able to tour there because there wasn't a stadium large enough. People were still dressing up in chrome, wearing all the Taylor Swift era tours look like it was insane. Taylor Swift literally should be a publicist for friendship bracelets. Like, oh, my God, a friendship bracelet is akin to wearing a jersey to like the mall and being like, oh, you're a Steelers fan. Yeah, me too. It's like if you're wearing a friendship bracelet, it's like Taylor Swift fan. I just think it's so funny that it was like borrowed from rave culture. And then she's just now it's like totally the opposite of like what it meant. But this is the thing. I saw that argument that it was rave culture and I get it. Like, yes, that was a thing. But it was because she wrote in a song. She said friendship bracelet in a song. I'm not saying like that, oh my God, Taylor Swift stole it from rape culture. I just think it's funny how it has now evolved to 
starting in rape culture and being like drugs and like obviously still being like like a positive thing and like sharing bracelets and stuff. But now it's like your 11 year old girls are like having parties, making friendship bracelets with the intention of trading it like at you would at the Taylor Swift tour. Totally. Or in Travis Kelsey's case, giving her his number. Oh, my gosh. Through a friendship bracelet. When he proposes, I hope he proposes through a friendship bracelet. With a friendship bracelet. Wow. That would literally just make my entire life. But those two, unstoppable. Taylor's last Eras tour date was in August in L.A. And then Beyonce, I think her last tour date was September, October. I can't remember. But they then had concert movies come out. And people were dressing up and sharing friendship bracelets at the movies for Taylor's movie. Yeah. And then people were showing up dressed out, like totally decked out in silver metallic for Beyonce. So I just think the impact on fashion and beauty with the two of them. I mean, even Taylor Swift like helped impact red lipstick by a certain percentage point. Because sure, she's worn red lipstick forever. And if you listen to the podcast, you know the first time she ever wore it. But she like literally is a a publicist in a way, an ambassador rather for like <laughs> lavender, red lipstick and friendship bracelets. And then Beyonce, of course, she like mandated everyone wear silver and do the metallic thing. And I rhinestones surged as well. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about these two powerhouses. So, OK, they're number three for me. I can't believe that's number three. I thought it would be higher. I know what where you're trying to lead up to. Okay. And I, I'm also trying to lead up to something, and I hope you don't pick. Anyways, okay. Okay. My number three is going to be the food-inspired beauty that just seemed to have taken over TikTok, Instagram, all the freaking trends we had to write about and talk about on the internets as beauty editors and writers. There was, obviously, the tomato girl. There was the strawberry girl makeup. There was the latte girl. There was hot chocolate. Everything this year seemed to have been named after food for some reason. The Cut has an article that (laughs) cites the beginning of this trend started with Hailey Bieber and her glazed donut. You know, I think maybe they're right. That's like where it all started. But then we took it and then we ran with it and then we just went ham. And no pun intended. I'm not. We literally went ham. You guys remember the Oscar Mayer mask, the baloney mask? Oh, my God. I do. So it just was too much. It was too much, in my opinion. Even though I'm ranking it three doesn't mean that I I liked it. (laughs) Just saying that it was everywhere. Like the blueberry milk nails. Oh my God, blueberry milk kill me. It kills me. Blueberry milk nails. No, like be for real. The chocolate nails, you're like, that's brown. That is brown, babes. But okay, this is the thing. This trend was borrowed from hair because I see the most insane hair trend names of all time. Like pistachio chocolate eclair hair, wispy highlights with the fondue on top. And I'm like, bitch, this is a blonde highlight. Yeah, that's the hazelnut pumpkin spice. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. This is this is a Starbucks refresher, strawberry cooler, Capri Sun with one caffeine shot. (laughs) I don't want two caffeine shots, just one. 
It's gone too far. Yes. Like it was cute. And we talked about how we thought it was cute and how it's, you know, a way for especially the younger generation to learn about old makeup techniques or trends. And at the end of the day, it's just it's fun. But I think we we've just gone a little too far is is all I'm saying. It is perpetuated because TikTok really likes to hone in on that one thing. They want a trend. They want to be able to name it. And then the same goes with media. They need a good headline and they want people to be able to like search for it. So I get it. It's a little hard to look, be like brown hair with chocolate highlights or nails that are pink, but also kind of white. It's like, okay, strawberry milk. Yeah. No, I think it's cute. And I'm not trying to be like a curmudgeon old beauty editor. But it does feel like a lot. Sometimes you're like, this is a little ridiculous, you you guys. Totally. And the cut, the <laughs> the end of the this article, it says, have we as humans simply hit a creative block? Is AI making us think less hard? Could it be content overload? It's tough to stay. But the beauty industry is in need of some serious creativity because food themed looks are not feeding me, pun intended. Wow. Well done. Whoever wrote that. Let's see what happens in 2024, but let's leave most of the food trends behind. All right. My number two. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I'm having a hard time thinking that any of these are going to be your number one. Oh, okay. Good. I like to keep you on your toes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this one that I wrote down is a two-parter. Okay. So it's Doja Cat at chaparelli's fashion show but that wasn't what made it onto this list it was that kirby recreated the look so it's a two-parter it's a little self-important it's a little self-important no because i picked it okay 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 so tell me why doja at scaparelli was it like tell us why that was a moment because i think she made fashion fun again and this is coming from uh, you know we are self-proclaimed beauty girls. We are not fashion girls. Fashion, of course, to many is is always fun. But totally. I think for the most part, for like people who are not in the fashion world, it made us pay attention. Doja Cat just has so much fun. She doesn't take herself seriously. She just always comes with like the biggest look. And then when it comes to beauty, she just isn't afraid to like be unconventional. And this look, with the how many jewels, Kirby, how many red jewels was she wearing? 30,000. 30,000 red jewels. She gave us something to talk about. And then Kirby recreated it for Halloween for Vogue and then documented that. And then her documenting having to remove it. Like, what more could you ask for, ladies and gentlemen? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Listen, I... I love Doja. I, I totally agree with everything you said. I think that she is just like the coolest. I think she's doing really interesting things, not just with her music, but her music videos. Mm -hmm. I love looking at fashion shows and thinking about the time and effort that went into like the looks coming down the runway. But I also love seeing like who's going to be in front row. What are they doing? Like, what's their sartorial take on this? Like, how are they making this look like their own style and not just that they were dressed by the designer and they were put in something. And Doja was just kind of like, it sounded like she was totally game where she had a really interesting outfit. She talked to Pat McGrath and her team and they went for it. And she also did something really fun 
at there was one where <laughs> there was one show that she was at where she looked like Prince. She had fake eyelashes on as a mustache. Oh my god, yes. And then also at the Met Gala, she dressed up as a cat, a Choupette. Yes, Choupette. And that was like so good, so iconic. I know people think that she's eccentric. I definitely have some criticisms of some of the things she's done in the past. But I think in terms of just interesting art, she is the Lady Gaga of this generation. And I I also predict that we'll see her start to be an actress and we'll see her in movies and TV shows more often. I truly think that she is the Lady Gaga of, of this generation. Faux show. That was your number two? That was my number two. Okay. My number two is going to be Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Okay, I was going to pick that as my number one. You were? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think I co-signed your number one. I was just like trying to give you that as your number one. Okay, I I feel what you're putting down here. So Rihanna and Fenty at the Super Bowl. First of all, she announced that she was pregnant, essentially. Like she was dancing and everyone's like, wait, what? Is she pregnant? Like what's going on here? And then she revealed she was pregnant with baby number two. She was literally hoisted into the air on a platform, dancing pregnant. She, I thought, absolutely killed it. She had a whole moment within the performance to touch up her makeup. I mean, she is a businesswoman. She had a whole moment with the Invisimat instant setting blotting powder. It was like, yes, at least what, five seconds? Yeah, she did a whole thing, did a bump bump, which is like, a million dollars at least worth of airtime. You know what? And I think it's just it's just smart and strategic. She knew she was going to be sweating. She's like, I'm on national television. Let me touch up and get my coin to promote my brand. And I remember after that, we got emails like searches sore for the, you know, Fenty and Visimat or whatever it was. And also her lip color. People were like dying to know what her lip color was. Yes. Uh. So it was pretty epic. She just looked so good. And I just, I feel like it was like, everyone was like, even though she fully was like rubbing her belly and everything, everyone was like, no, we don't know that she's pregnant until she confirms it. We're not calling her pregnant. (laughs) We don't want to offend her. We don't want to offend anyone. We're like, we respect Rihanna. We are not saying anything until she tells us. (laughs) She could have just had a large lunch. We do not know. We're not saying She's like literally just had a baby not that long ago, postpartum, body's heart, you know? And then we were like, oh my God, she's pregnant. Naturium was the second thing I thought of. And Rihanna was number one. Maybe I'm always thinking about her. But to me, that was just like, it was headline. Everyone was talking about it. All these men watching the Super Bowl, you know, were talking about, or at least they like, we're now aware of like what Fenty Beauty was. And then just also the Super Bowl of it all, the Elf commercial too. Like that was pretty iconic. Like Beauty just had such a big day during the Super Bowl. Totally. I agree. Okay. My number one, no surprise to a single soul, but Barbie was my number one. Barbie was everywhere. I'm thinking about it. Like some of these are beauty, but a lot of them is like fashion and beauty. It's just like, the aesthetic. It's like the image of of what we saw this year. And I just, I freaking loved that Andrew Muckamal and Bryce Scarlett and Patty DeBroff 
created these looks for Margot for her press tour that Margot was game enough to be like, okay, what are we going to do to blow this press tour out of the water? We have limited time because we're probably going on strike soon. I would pay, if you are listening, Andrew Mukamal, I would pay good money. I won't tell a soul. Just DM me and tell me what Barbies was she going to dress up as for New York and Berlin? Those were the last two stops that we didn't get before the strike. Well, spoken like someone who is a true, true fan. (laughs) I need an evaluation mentally, but I would love to know because she's been doing a little bit of the Barbie stuff here and there for different screenings. Barbie has been nominated for a ton of awards for the upcoming awards season already. I imagine if she gets nominated for like, the Oscars or something like that, she probably won't do like a cosplay moment. But if she did, I would be literally like, thank you, God, you are up there. You are listening. Everything that Barbie did this year, it just scratched an itch that I needed scratched from my childhood. It made me so happy. It brought people together. Saying hi, Barbie, to people on the street made me feel more of a community than I felt in a very long time. I loved it so much. I don't have any of the stats pulled up about like how much this movie impacted the sales of pink everything in terms of beauty, lipstick, hair bows, headbands, of course, the fashion. Like it was also just like such a happy, fun time. Like like you said, like it was fun to like say like, hey, Barbie on the street or like listening to the soundtrack like with me and Zoe like, it's just everything. It was just so fun. Like, I get goosebumps thinking about this this summer. <laughs> it was so... No, literally, I'm, like, sad that we will never experience that again. Ugh. Like, it's just sad because, I mean, I don't know. But there were so many licensing deals oh with Mattel gosh. and Barbie. Like, there was the Malibu Barbie candle bundle from Homesick. Chi had a Barbie on-the-go travel kit. We can't forget the Knicks products. Oh my gosh, that flip mirror. Yep, the flip mirror, all of the things. Just so much Barbie beauty and crimped hair, just all of it. The ponies with the ribbons in it. Yeah, so cute. So much fun. That was that was going to be my number one too, but I wanted you to pick it. I wanted you to have it. So we, we are in agreement. Bar- Barbie really was everything. Okay. Pamela Anderson, her no makeup looks. First of all, Pamela Anderson had a huge, huge year. And I was like totally like justice for Pam, which I think all of us can agree was just like we are so, so happy that she is again is having her moment. But in her own words, obviously, the Netflix documentary that came out and that she's just like in the limelight again. And we're celebrating her real beauty. And then she came out. I don't even know when it was. It was like what, like in the fall? She came out and she just chose to not wear makeup on the red carpet. I think it was Fashion Week. I think it was Fashion Week in Paris. Yeah, it was for Fashion Week. Not wearing any makeup and just being like, I don't really want to wear makeup. And I think I look good and I feel good. And we're like, yes, fuck yeah. Totally. We talked about it on the pod and she did the behind the scenes with Vogue. And it was just like, this is my skincare. She's like, I don't really like wearing makeup anymore. My mom told me that, and it's true. And then I decided to let the clothes do the talking. And you're just like, you are always ahead of the curve. Like, you literally 
are the beauty standard always because you are willing to take risks that nobody else is. I just, I freaking love that woman. It's sad that that's a risk not to wear makeup. I know. So annoying. I know. But she's fabulous. We love Pam on this pod. May we all be inspired by Miss Pamela Anderson. What a year, guys, 2023. Did we miss anything? We probably did. I know. I feel like we missed so much. That's why you have to call us. That's why you got to call the hotline. That's why when we post this on our Instagram, you got to leave a comment. Tell us what was your favorite big beauty moment of 2023. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.